Hello and welcome to PathPod. I'm Dr. Mike Arnold of Children's Hospital Colorado, and this is Episode 8 of PathPod. Today we're bringing you PathPod Stories, where you'll hear from pathologists and trainees in their own words about how they got interested in pathology and what's happening right now. In this episode, you'll hear from Dr. Kamran Mirza of Loyola University. You can find him on Twitter at K-M-I-R-Z-A. Dr. Esmeralda Gavarete of Hospital Nacional Rosales in El Salvador. She's on Twitter at E underscore G-A-V-A-R-R-E-T. And Emily Gardner, a fourth-year medical student at Wake Forest University. You can find her on Twitter at Defer to Permanent. That's Defer, the number two, Permanent. We'll hear two special stories recorded on Mother's Day by pathologist moms talking to their sons about their jobs. In that segment, we'll hear from Dr. Christina Arnold of the University of Colorado and her son Jackson. She's on Twitter at CArnold underscore GI. And from Dr. Daniela Hermelin of St. Louis University School of Medicine and her son Yehuda. She's on Twitter at H-E-R-M-E-L-I-N-M-D. And to introduce us to PathPod Stories, here's our host from the University of Colorado, Dr. Christina Arnold. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to share PathPod Stories with you. Tell us what PathPod Stories is all about. PathPod is geared towards helping trainees explore pathology and showing them the conventional and unconventional sides of pathology professionals and pathologists. PathPod stories are short stories by anyone who would like to share a story. Hopefully there's some kind of relationship to pathology. Everybody has a story to share, and we're hoping that people will be interested in sharing and listening to the stories of others in the field through PathPod stories. What inspired you to start the PathPod stories series? When I was a child, I always wanted to be a teacher or a reporter. I just have very inquisitive nature slash nosy, probably, instincts as a child, just wanting to ask questions. And I actually thought in college about maybe going into journalism. And I um, medicine kind of stole my heart. And in some ways, I think the pathologists are the storytellers of medicine. Think about it. On the autopsy report, we are writing the we're writing a biography in a way. We're writing the story of the, how this person died, putting it all together, adding this layer of you know finality, answering questions that are so important and fundamental to that person and their loved ones. When we uh, write a synoptic report for a tumor, I mean, who else writes pages and pages dedicated to this? You know, five cm mass. We are writing the biography of that tumor. So um, I've, I've always liked storytelling, really attracted to pathology for the storytelling aspect. And I think we all have a story to tell. So we're using this opportunity on PathPod to share with not just our medical students, but we, with each other as the reporters for our life. Wherever we are in the world, we have a very unique experience of being a human in 2020. I'm really interested in hearing about other people's stories and finding this new way to connect. I hope everyone will feel comfortable sharing, whether you're a med student thinking about pathology, whether you're a pathology laboratory professional, whether you're a pathologist, you all have stories to tell wherever you are in the world, and I hope we can connect. So if you have a story to share, um, so some topics that we've had submitted uh, include how one chose pathology, best parts of the day, how the COVID crisis has impacted one's life, uh, 
We have a very special Mother's Day segment coming up where we'll talk to two mothers, myself included, and our through the eyes of our children, and it's very special. I hope that we have more stories in the pipe. Once people hear what we're capturing, that they'll be looking to share their dialogue and help us build this collective narrative. If you're interested in sharing a story, you can record your audio in a Zoom room, for example, or on your phone, and send the MP3 or MP4 with your picture to pathpodpodcast at gmail.com. The picture doesn't have to be a headshot. It could just be any picture that represents you, but we'd love to have a picture so we can put that in the cover art. If someone wants to submit a story, how long should their recording be? They've been between five and 15 minutes, so they're short stories depending on how much the person wants to share. And so far, we've just been compiling them together as they come in, making an episode. And I hope um, this, the view listeners will enjoy Pathpod stories. Well, I'm sure they will, and thank you so much for helping us get this started. Why don't you take us to the episode? I'm Christina Arnold, and these are our Pathpod stories. My name is Kamran Mirza, I'm a pathologist, and this is Pathpod Stories. So as many of you know, I grew up in the United Kingdom and spent most of my childhood years there. Ultimately, I went to Pakistan, where my parents are from, where I was born originally. And it was there that I had my secondary schooling and high school and eventually medical school. So in high school and even during medical school, I got really interested in the arts. And at one time, it was very difficult for me to make a decision between going to an art school and medical school. I think art spoke to my heart and medicine spoke to my brain. And I applied to two schools, an art school and a medical school, and I never regretted becoming a physician. I think that um, that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. However, I think art kind of stuck with me. And you know, during high school and medical school, the plays that I did, I was the director in those plays. And so as many people have described pathology in different ways, some people say that pathologists are the branches of a tree or the trunk of a tree, while the roots are basic science and the leaves are clinical sciences, right? So that's like one description. But to me, I think the best description is that the pathologist is like the director for play. The audience sees the actors, the stagehands, and you know all of the stuff that's on the stage, but they don't see necessarily the director. The director is behind the scenes and is mostly responsible for taking care of all of the details, right? Making sure that everything is working appropriately. And I think that that is the role of a physician um, in the pathology lab, right? And so I think that ultimately when I became a pathologist, I not only brought with me the idea of being the director for play, the doctor's doctor, so to speak, but also the fact that it's a very visual field. So I think I, I brought the artist within me into this field as well. We are decoding nature's art, right? So we can be the you know museum curators or art critics, so to speak. The human body is beautiful. It's beautiful at a subcell, you know, subcellular level, at a cellular level. And it's a privilege and an honor to be able to look at material from patients 
and to be able to decode it, demystify it, and tell other physicians what's actually going on. Not as day goes by that I feel that we're bored or that the material isn't interesting. Every day is a challenge, and it's one that you know I really I'm excited to get up in the morning and look at cases. And it always wasn't necessarily this way when I was thinking about pathology. As a medical student, my exposure to pathology was similar to other medical students in that it's very variable depending on where you go to medical school. And these, I, this thought that you know I won't be able to see patients directly, it was difficult for me because patient interaction is very, very important to me. And um, ultimately, though, I realized that the challenge and the satisfaction and the how content I am with being a physician in the laboratory in pathology and laboratory medicine, I have never regretted that choice. And so maybe it was the fact that I wanted to carry a little piece of an artist with me or the fact that I had drama in my blood or whatever it was. But I think that ultimately that those are the reasons I, I chose pathology. Um, and if I could describe us, I think we are the artists of, um, of medicine and surgery. So I think that that's something that is an honor and I'm so glad that I became a pathologist. That was my PathPod story. My name is Emily Gardner, and I am a fourth-year medical student at Wake Forest University School of Medicine, as well as a certified pathologist assistant, and I will be applying to pathology residency for the upcoming 2021 match. I like to say that I am a very non-traditional medical student in that not only did I work for several years before coming to medical school, but I actually came to medical school with the intention of becoming a pathologist. What I really like about pathology is that you see the whole spectrum of human disease, not only in all organ systems, but in all age groups, from looking at the placenta that a baby gets born with to doing an autopsy when someone passes away. I once heard pathology described as, quote, the most interesting cases from all other specialties, and I thought that that was really fitting. I wanted to share a little perspective on what's going on with medical students during COVID. I know our school has implemented distance learning for all classes with the intention of re-entering rotations sometime in June. There is unfortunately a lot of uncertainty for the upcoming school year. As a fourth year, we still don't know if the ERAS application dates are shifted. We don't know if interviews will all be virtual and it's coming increasingly unlikely that there's gonna be away rotations offered. I'm really fortunate that my institution offers an in-person pathology rotation, but I know that a lot of universities do not. And without OA rotations, there's going to be a lot of students who are going to miss out on an opportunity to learn about pathology and laboratory medicine. On top of this, uh, there's a lot of stress with med students regarding prometric site testing. Um, Prometric has pushed back test dates on several occasions, and for the month of May, they uh, randomly canceled 50% of the seats for people who had exams scheduled. So my exam was pushed back several months, and I'm still trying to find an available seat for an earlier date that's driving distance from where I live. Additionally, the Step 2 CS exam, which is a clinical skills exam, is now being transitioned to a virtual test, but we don't have any further information as to how that will be implemented or how that will be graded. 
I am really proud of other med students, though. I know we are living in a time of uncertainty, um, but I feel like we're doing a good job of being positive and controlling what we can. I know we're still studying for our exams. We're doing research projects, working on our ERAS application, and there's been a lot of volunteering projects through my medical school. I had the opportunity to be a virtual standardized patient for some of the first-year medical students, which was a lot of fun. And regardless of what happens this upcoming year and interview season, I am really excited to meet physicians at other institutions who love the wild and wonderful world of pathology. This is Emily Gardner, and this is my PathPod story. everyone. I'm happy to share my story today. I am a pathology resident in El Salvador. This is a tropical and a small country located in Central America with less than 6 million inhabitants. I decided to become a pathologist when I was in med school. I remember that a professor put me that idea on my mind like in the Inception, in Inception movie. Since then I just work hard to make it happen. After I graduated, I live in the United States for two years between San Francisco, which is a beautiful city, and Pasadena, California. Took the steps and I hope to study the residency there. But a lot of things happened and I had to come back to my country and follow my dream here. I have to say, um, low-income countries like mine, it is very challenging because we don't have all of the resources we need to practice and to learn, but we try to do the best for our patients. Besides that, I spent my time with my daughter, and I'm an outdoor person. I love to run. Uh, El Salvador is a beautiful, a beautiful country. We have hot and humid weather all year. And my dream is to one day study pathology in the States so I can, not now, but in the future, of course, help and motivate students to improve pathology practice in here. So basically, this is my story and thanks for listening. This is Esmeralda Gabarrete. And this is my Patpot story. Hi, my name is Daniela Hermelin, and I am the Associate Medical Director of the Clinical Core Lab and Transfusion Medicine Service at St. Louis University Hospital. My name is Yehuda Hermelin, and, and this, this is, is our PathPod story. It's May 10th, Mother's Day, and I'm so excited to have my son next to me, Yehuda, who is going to be asking me some questions about why I chose pathology and particularly why I chose transfusion medicine. So this is a series that has friends and family asking questions to pathologists about pathology. So let's get started. Hi, Yehuda. Hi. All right. So what's your first question that you want to ask me? 
All right, so, mommy, you could have chosen any area of medicine, like, for example, surgery or radiology or come a dentist. <laughs> Tell me why you chose to go into pathology. Okay, that's a great question. Well, once upon a time, before you were even born, <laughs> I always knew I wanted to be a doctor, and that's because I was very inspired by my dad, who is an infectious disease doctor. I love what he did. I love the connections he had with patients, and I love that he used his mind to help people, and um, I always had an affinity to the biological sciences. It wasn't, though, until I was in medical school and I got into pathology, the course, I fell in love with it. And I've always been the type of person that followed my heart. So you probably have seen, you know, those dog walkers who look like the dog is walking the, the dog walker. So that's me and my heart. My heart has usually led me, and I've always kind of followed my heart in, in, in pursuing things. So I, I just really love pathology. I love what I was learning. I love the visual part of it. I love the mechanism of disease. And even more so, I love the fact that my pathology teachers were the best teachers. I thought that they could explain and describe things. And I loved also that everything we were learning from that point was just like individual islands of information. And suddenly it all was coming together. And that was a really exciting moment for me. Then once I completed my didactic portion of medical school and transferred to the clinical portion, I quickly signed up for an elective in pathology. And again, it totally consolidated and reinforced my interest in pursuing pathology. Once I saw the gross room, I got my eyes on that microscope. I knew again exactly that this is what I want to be doing. I wanted to be in pathology. And every time I left pathology and I was on a different rotation, all I wanted to do was be back in the lab, back under the microscope, back understanding what's, what's going on here. So I feel like early on, so as I entered medical school, so it was my experience in the pathology course and then continuing on on clinical rotations where I had the opportunity to do multiple electives that reconfirmed my interest and desire to pursue pathology that really helped me to get to where I am today. Wow, I really think I can understand why you like the pathology, you know, you really enjoy the teaching, you enjoy the science behind it, the microscopes. So now I know why you like pathology as a whole, but why did you decide to go into transfusion medicine? Yeah, that was that was actually a surprise for me. When I went into pathology, I thought I was going to be focusing on what we call anatomic pathology. So as I've explained to you before, but I'm going to explain it again. But I already know. <laughs> we divide pathology into two parts. Anatomic, which is anything that has to do with tissue. So that would be a biopsy. That would be autopsy. Remember when I brought you in and I showed you that dead foot? Or oh, that, that was your sister. Uh, that would be anatomic pathology. So clinical pathology is the other part of the lab that deals with anything in liquid form. And that's, that's the area that looks at um, testing, blood testing, fluid testing. And it also covers the area of blood banking. 
So when I went into pathology, I was really more focused on anatomic pathology and wasn't really exposed to the clinical part of pathology. It wasn't until my last rotation, my first year, so month 12, I was put on the blood bank rotation. I I had never been really exposed to it prior to that. But when I got on that rotation, I was pretty shocked to find out that I really liked it. And I'll tell you a few reasons why. First, the testing that goes on in the blood bank is like solving a puzzle. What we call immunohematology and the workups that you do for patients who require blood products. It's really, really interesting. Wow, sounds (laughs) fascinating. Well, let me tell you more about it. So every time a person comes into our hospital that requires blood, we do special testing on them. And sometimes we find that those people have antibodies that are incompatible with blood products. And it's our job to be able to find the right, the right blood for the right patient at the right time. And I found that, that to be really cool. But even more so than the puzzle work that we do inside the blood bank, the immunohematology part, what really brought me to blood banking and pursuing a career was that it brought me back on the floors. So I, in addition to doing um, blood banking, I'm also involved in an area called apheresis therapy. Wow, what's that? I'm so glad you asked. Oh, it's like you didn't even want me to ask. And I asked and I was like... Yeah. So apheresis comes from the Greek word to separate. Okay. Okay, so you'll like this because I know you're a Star Wars fan. The first patient that I ever had to go to the floor to do a procedure, an apheresis procedure, was a man who had a kidney transplant, and unfortunately, that transplant was showing signs of rejection, or meaning it was failing. And the way that we treat some of these patients is by doing a procedure that takes out their plasma, the liquid part of their blood that has antibodies that bind to the kidney and causing it to become rejected. So we have this fancy machine I love fancy machines. And this machine can take out whole blood, separate it into its parts, give back the parts that are healthy, and take out the parts that are not. Wow, that's pretty cool. So the first time I saw this machine and saw what it could do, I felt like I was in a Star Wars movie. Like this was amazing science that you have a machine that can remove somebody's blood, separate it into its parts and put the good parts back. That was pretty cool stuff. And so the person that I was treating was a man who had what's called acute antibody mediated rejection. Now, I'm not going to go too much into the science of it, but we were able to take out the liquid part of his blood that's got these bad antibodies that are attacking the kidney, remove them, and help him to save his kidney so it doesn't become rejected. And over the time of treating this patient, he had five procedures, and it was really neat. I got to know him. I got to know his family, and he was feeling better. So it was so neat that I got to experience that's so different than other areas of pathology is that most of the pathology is, is diagnostic. 
you know, pathology falls into something called diagnostic medicine, similar to radiology. We make diagnoses. But what's cool about transfusion medicine is not only do we make diagnoses, but there's also a therapeutic side, both in transfusing blood products and also on the side of apheresis therapy. So a big part of my job is that I perform procedures that are therapeutic. So I'm a pathologist, I make diagnoses, but I also see patients, which is pretty awesome. What do you think about that? Wow, I really can really understand now. You know, you have your pathology part, which you enjoyed. You have your part from your father, which is to be able to deal with patients. It's really all coming together now. All right, now, all right, and finally... What are some of your favorite parts of your job now? Be specific. (laughs) Okay, well, I have a real blessing of my job is that I get to teach residents, and I love teaching. So we call teaching within transfusion medicine blood education. (laughs) So it is a hashtag, hashtag blood education. I'll remember that for my Twitter account. So I really, really love teaching. Um, You know, I love teaching med students. I love teaching residents. And there's so many aha moments that happen within, within transfusion medicine and working up these immunohematology antibodies. So I I really do enjoy that. That's one of my favorite parts. And then I I do have to say to be all mushy is I do love my patients and Uh... and the opportunity to connect with them and get to know them. I have all different types of patients, one that have very urgent, critical needs that I may see for a very short time and never again. And then I have other patients that I see every week for years. And so... um, that's both very rewarding and meaningful. And um, I really love the people I work with. People in pathology are just wonderful. They, um, we share very similar personality types in the sense that we love what we do. I would hope so. <laughs> we all seem to be um, attracted to the, 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 the mechanism of disease part of our job and, and the puzzle part of our job. And um, we, all, we all really appreciate what each other does. We, we usually all also really appreciate the, the team effort involved in pathology. So um, that's another part I love is just the people I work with. Wow. So um, I'm going to finish off with asking you a question now. Ooh, yeah, question. I'm going to surprise you. You thought it was all going to be about me, but now I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. So my question to you is, what's it like to have a mom that's a pathologist. I particularly want to know what the benefits are and if there are any challenges, hopefully not, because you were nine years old, nine or 10 years old when I started my residency. So you were kind of old enough to know what it's like to see someone go through residency and and kind of complete the career. So tell me from your perspective as a kid, which you're not so much now, you're a big boy, what's it like to have a pathologist as a mom? You can be honest. Okay, let's hear hear it. Well, for starters, I think you as my mom, well... For starters, it's really cool to have a mom pathologist. You know, I can brag about how my mom's a pathologist, you know. It's not so simple. I mean, I've been able to go with you to 
all the the hospital and visit your and see your colleagues and talk to them and they've always been really wonderful to me and I've been able to see all your equipment and all the amazing stuff you've done and I'm pretty impressed, you know, for a teenage kid to be impressed with his mom is not so simple, but yeah, you really you. you really you've done Did it. Your father must have paid you to say that for Mother's Day. Well, I can't <laughs> talk about that. But. but yeah, I mean, I know you've done so many things. It's been many years. I remember the start of this. I remember when you got into medical school, first year, then the second year, and like remembering, like waiting until the end of the fourth year and like talking to you about how you're going to finally get your badge. And then it's almost been an entire first year and I'm that's just very cool, and I'm really proud of you. Thanks, Yehuda. Well, thanks for spending the time with me today, Yehuda, to ask some questions about pathology and why I went to pathology, why I went into transfusion medicine. I hope others listening could be inspired and maybe learn a little bit about my journey. And they are welcome to always contact me. I'm always happy to answer any questions and mentor others who are interested in going into our marvelous fields, especially women who may be interested in having a family and trying to have the work-family-balanced life. So wishing everybody a wonderful Mother's Day and wonderful day. We will meet again soon. Take care. Bye. everyone, this is Christina Arnold from the University of Colorado in Denver, and I am here in the Mile High City with my favorite guest named Jackson Austin Arnold. He is, how old are you, Jay? Ten. What grade are you in? Four. All right, fourth grade. So we are here to tell you about our PathPod story. Jackson. Pretend like you don't know me. I'm going to ask you questions as if I'm an interviewer. What do your parents do for a living? Um, they're pathologists. What does a pathologist do? They do stuff like frozen sections, and I don't know. That's a pretty good start. Have you heard your parents talk about autopsies? Yes, they cases? talk about autopsies and cases all 24-7. <laughs> okay, so you know. What is they also talk about tumors. Very good. Very good. That's right. Pathologists diagnose tumors, for example. That's fantastic. So when mommy and daddy go off to work, what do you think we do in our office? You look at cases and you assign the cases. Very good. With um, slides made of tissue. You know more than most adults about pathologists. I think that's great. Are pathologists important for patients? Do you think they do important work for patients? Yeah. Um, they really help um, people who need help, like... Um, for example, people who have coronavirus or cancer, they really need help during this time. And so I think that pathologists and doctors and nurses are all very helpful in the community right now. And they've always have been and they always will be. That's fantastic. Are pathologists real doctors? Yes, they are um, a doctor. 
They assign cases, they talk about tumors, they do prison sections, they, they do autopsies. That's all in the field of doctory stuff. That's right. Now, I just want to say, I think you know 100% more than most people who aren't in medicine. I think that's incredible. You're doing fantastic. What's this pa- what is the podcast called? Do you know? Um, I think it's Path. Pod, make make sure to subscribe wherever you download your PathPod podcast. What do you um? How, what do you think about PathPod? I think PathPod is a really creative idea, and I have never been on the podcast before except you for are now the end of. Don't tell them they don't know it yet. They don't know you are the Easter egg, but no one has found you yet, so don't tell them. Question for you: What do you think about the clear rulers? I think the clear rulers are a great idea on how to measure. Um, how tiny or how big Tumors part are. of a tumor, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because you see, you are extremely knowledgeable about the field. I am so proud of you. You are making my heart sing. Here's a question. Now, no matter how you answer, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm just curious. Have you ever thought about becoming a pathologist yourself? Um, yeah. When I was about seven years old, I thought about pathology um, yeah, so I have thought about pathology a few times in the past, but not, you know, not like every day I'm like, I want to be a pathologist, because I don't really know so far what I want to be. There might be some children listening. If What if one of those children said, hey, Jackson, what is it like to have both your parents be doctors? What's the best and what's the worst part of having your do- parents be doctors? I think that having parents as doctors is a great influence on having a mind set to helping other people. What, what advice would you give other kids out there, maybe smaller kids who their parents are doctors? Do you have any life advice for them? Um, yeah. So your parents are going to need to move at one point in their career, and you should just know that and where you move might be a better place. Also, you know, your parents are going to be talking all the time about pathology and stuff. That's great advice. We haven't told our friends that we recently moved to Denver. So that's what you're talking about, the move. We moved from Ohio to Denver. Yes. Okay. all right. How are you liking Denver? It's pretty good. So it's I, what I'm hearing you say is that sometimes your parents have a lot. They're talking about their work. They're talking about their their cases, their day, their books. So there's a lot of work that you hear about at home. Do you wish that we never talked about all this stuff? Do you wish we didn't write books? Do you wish we didn't travel? How do you feel about all of the stuff that we do? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, and I like that they picked this job. Good. I have a question for you. Yes. What has the COVID crisis, how has that changed your life? Well, we're always in front of screens. And now because of quarantine, we can't go out to stuff like school or work events. So we're always stuck in, in front of screens. What's the best and worst part of the COVID crisis? Best you? part is probably that we're all stuck in a tiny little house. I think that's pretty neat. The worst part is that I'm in a house with other people that love to talk mm. all the time, right. all over the place. What are you looking forward to doing once the COVID crisis is over? 
probably getting out of the house. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Not to be able to do everything we used to do. Oh, yeah. So what would you like to see yourself be when you grow up? Um, I haven't really decided yet. What's the night? Someone said, I have to know. You don't have to decide forever, but right now, if you had to make a decision. I'd pro- I'm probably hovering over pathology and, um, maybe pathologist. That's a fact. I'd... You know, whatever you pick, you're going to be amazing at. Whatever you pick, you're going to be amazing. So that's curious. We'll find out. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, I would like to say thank you to all the viewers. Thank you um, if you have subscribed to our podcast. Do you have any questions for me? What do you like about being a pathologist? I am so glad I'm a pathologist. I didn't know I... I was going to be a pathologist when I went to medical school because I didn't even know what a pathologist was. So I'm so proud that you know at 10 years old. The best part of my job is I love being able to help patients by giving them a diagnosis so they can be treated, maybe cured, and feel better. It's really an, a very important and special job that only pathologists can do. It's very visual, so I feel like I'm going to a museum every day. Every day is interesting. I love my job. Yeah. I wish that for you, too. I hope you find a job that you love. Thank you. Um, our next question for you is, what did you want to be when you were growing oh up? Oh, my goodness. That's so good. When I was your age, 10, I wanted to be a teacher for sure. I did a lot of teaching. Do you think mommy is still a teacher? Um, yeah, pathologist. Um, they teach, yeah. All the time. Um, also. But did- I, oh, can I add something too? I wanted to also be an authoress. I always wanted to. I loved writing. Do you think mommy is an authoress? Yeah, you are a author. So I'm pretty happy that I, I got my dreams. Would you recommend pathology to mainly introverts or mainly extroverts? Oh, that's very interesting. Well, I'd say that pathology is not for everyone. And... Anyone, though, I think anyone who is interested in studying pathology and learning about diagnosis and reporting, um, anyone can do it who's willing to put in the hard work, but it's not for everyone, that's for sure. You're trying to ask, are pathologists more introverts or extroverts? I think it depends. I think they're probably mostly introverts, but I think that's changing as people are are. The newer generations are coming into the field, and you definitely see some extroverts in pathology. Do you like the idea of PathPod, and who are the main hosts? Oh, PathPod is a really fascinating idea. It's Dr. Sarah Jane from Duke University's idea to have a podcast dedicated to pathology. And there's actually lots and lots of people who are involved, and we want to make it as broad as possible so everyone who wants to share can share. Isn't that nice? Yes, I think that Everybody has their own story, nice. don't they? Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think... Dr. Sarah Jane had a great idea. Can I tell you what my most important job is as we're talking about pathologists, PathPod? Yeah. My most important job is raising Jackson Arnold and Maddie Arnold because you guys are my biggest sources of inspiration and hope and love. Well, this was fun, wasn't it? Is this something you might want to do again, interview again? Sure. I guess it's time to wrap it up. This is Christina Arnold, and this is my PathPod story. This is Jackson Arnold, and this was my PathPod story. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of PathPod. Make sure to subscribe to PathPod on whatever app or apps you may be watching PathPod on. Thank you for listening to this episode, and goodbye. Support for the free PathPod podcast comes from listeners who like it and share it with their friends. So go ahead, send someone the link. And be sure to subscribe to PathPod wherever you download your podcasts. PathPod is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not medical advice. As always on the podcast, any views expressed are solely those of the person speaking and do not necessarily represent their employers, their affiliated institutions, affiliated professional organizations, other speakers on the program, their friends, their families, their pets, or anyone involved in the production and distribution of this podcast. Thanks for listening to PathPod.